Do you feel it? I feel it. Ladies and gentlemen. to publish, perish or podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science and see if science stalks people on Facebook. I'm Andrew Stapleton and joining me today are Cameron Shearer. Oh, hello. And Christopher Gibson. Present. I like the way that Cameron was surprised we're here. I'm normally second. I'm normally second. (laughs) I like to swap it up. I don't want you to think I'm playing favourites. I like it. I like it. Um, So, Facebook stalk. Everyone loves a good Facebook stalk. Come on, don't pretend you don't. What? Who have you Facebook stalked before? Everyone. Every single person that I have... I just love going back through their photos. Chris, you've got oh. that photo of you with all the muscles. Cameron, yeah. my favourite thing to do... That was taken last week. No, it wasn't. <laughs> my favourite thing to do is to... Um, when someone adds you, is go to the first photo they ever put on Facebook. Mm. Oh, okay. That's really... Mm. That's always really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember mine? I can't remember. I wish I'd looked it up. Did you, mm. I never do that. Do you? So you don't Facebook stalk people? No. Oh, that's rubbish. Sorry. But I think science would because it wants to know everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah I, think I, I agree it, with that. Yeah. yeah. I think science would... Well, we want to profile people and... You have to profile. It's making well, it sound really yeah, creepy. No, I, yeah, I think it just it wants to gather data. Okay, Can we put it that way? That's less creepy, but yeah, I like that. So when people say, Andy, are you Facebook stalking me? I can go, no, no, I'm just gathering data. Yeah, that's good. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, good. good. All right, fine. Um, and I looked at today about the use of social media and stalking, and I found out something. So it's been shown that the use of social media comes with pros and cons. You get Mm -hmm. increased social connection and enhanced commitment in relationships. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. But also increased depression and decline in well-being. (laughs) (laughs) Is that because of all the penis pictures you have to look at? That isn't... No one puts penis pictures... Chris, this is why you were banned from Facebook. I think you're on the wrong Facebook. That's what you do. You know, you send those on your phone, don't you? Photos. To who? Who are you sending pictures of your dick to, Chris? No, that's what just what I hear people do. With Stop te- it. Oh. That's what people do with technology, don't they? Related days? related to Chris's comment just then. Yeah. The other day, he I asked him what his Gmail address was. <laughs> yeah. And he couldn't remember. <laughs> so, so yeah. his way to, to he's he wasn't sure what it was. So he's yeah. like, just write an email to this address. So I did, and then that's it. Like, how's that going to tell anything? I wrote, so, an, uh, I wrote an email to the address he, he guessed yeah. saying, are you Chris Gibson? And have you uh, got a reply yet? No, no reply. <laughs> so what does that mean? So, uh, no, I can, tell you, I, can tell you, I can tell you what it means. So it didn't get, <laughs> it didn't get bounced back though, did it? As well, a, I think every Gmail account exists. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, gents, news from the week. Uh, Chris, you normally got loads, so we'll leave you to last. Cameron. Yeah, I got one. Oh, good. Uh, got a paper accepted. <gasps> Hold on. Whoa, whoa, I was having whoa. a drink of my drink. Yay! <laughs> oh, thank you. And neither of you are on it. Oh, you mother. <laughs> that's, <laughs> not, that's not a real paper. Right. Then. I'm not interested, Cameron. Yeah. Boring. How on earth? Yeah, how I do dare work. You? I do work without you two. How Can you believe that? How dare you publish yeah, a paper I, without I don't our names accept on that. it? Yeah. Anyway, give us the summary of it. Go on. Uh, yeah. Well, so. Let's just go through the impact factor. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
so a higher number is better. Mm-hmm. Um, let's so five, good. Yep. Yeah, ten, that's really good. Ten, ten's great. Really yep. good. Excellent. Ten uh, is excellent. Any, oh, hang on. So this isn't the number that you got into. How do we? What's higher? What's fifteen? Fifteen's awesome. Okay, and what's twenty? No, oh, God, come on, camera. What? <laughs> twenty is career changing. Okay, and then what's thirty-seven? Thirty-seven point three seven. Oh, hold on. He's got a paper in chemical reviews. I've got a paper in chemical reviews. Yeah. yeah. No, that's impressive. That's yeah, great. that's really good. Hold so on. So what are you... Oh, thank you. What are you reviewing Best. in chemical reviews? Uh, so it was mostly work by a PhD student, Li Ping. Well done, Li Ping. Well done, Li Ping. Well done, um, Li Ping. And it is a review on... Uh, what used to work on Andy? Carbon nanotube, um, yep. transparent conducting electrodes. Why is it my name <laughs> on that? Why is it my name on that? But um, uh, certain, us, huh? certainly the the Andy's papers are cited, though, aren't they? Don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> you didn't cite mine. <laughs> no, and I'm never going to cite any of your work ever again. Very good. Right, and where are you? What's your author number? Uh, I'm I'm the cheese. Yeah, um, but I'm second out of three, oh, and I yeah. actually did do quite a lot of work sure. in that one. Yeah, if you're yeah. going to be I cheese, a... second out of three. Oh, is not second bad. out of three is not bad at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You you don't want to be five of ten. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's right. the best cheese position. Second out it of three. Is. Yes, absolutely. Good cheesing. <laughs> All right. Okay. A little bit of little bit of news. Uh, this is personal family news. Uh, uh, my my well, daughter this, was oh. in Sports Day yesterday, and she got second in her race. Uh, well but, done. That's but, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. My, my my wife did Not say that uh, she wasn't really concentrating very hard and looking around. She could have won, but yeah. You know, let's not. Win. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh, so it's such a parent uh, thing. She could have won if she wanted to, but she didn't of want course, to. Of course, but yeah. but you know she got second, and and, yep. and second is good. So well done, good. Shauna. Well done, so, Shauna. Um, the paper that was accept- accepted into Thin Solid Films, uh, Andy, the one that you this and I is are the author on. Third week you've talked about yep. this. Yeah. Stop milking it. It's, it's a shitty. It, it's, and it's, what's the impact factor of that one again? Uh, one point seven. Okay, I believe. and higher is better. Higher is apparently better. Apparently, but there's no evidence to suggest that it's actually going to receive less. So an, up, an update on the progress of that paper. It's now uh, online. So if what? people want to actually see it and, and read no it. No way. It's there. Uh, also, graphene thickness paper, the one we're all on, the one in yeah. nanotechnology. The big yeah. one. It's got another site. Has it? Yes. Two. Two, two sites. sites. Is this a token one like the other one? Uh, it's yes. citing us, but it's yes. kind of incorrect, but we'll, we'll take whatever we can get. So that's great. Oh, well. that's great two sides, both times they didn't understand what was in the yeah. content of the paper. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so that's a site. So that's the first, uh, the second of the avalanche of citations we're going to get. Yep. Now, Andy's paper from last year, the one that was in Journal of Materials Chemistry A or C. B. C, sorry. No, um, is it? A. I don't, I forget. Anyway, that's a paper we're all on. Yeah. That's got another site. Fantastic. The Thin Solid Films paper. Exactly. <laughs> Self-sight. Look, any scientists out there, self-sight. That's the one I it mentioned before, sighted that one, so we'll take that one. Now, I've got some amazing news, but I've got a little bit of sad news. Oh, no. Yeah. Gibbo's sight watch has to come to an end. Why? Yay. Yeah, people aren't going to be... Is this a sad or good news? That's the sad news. It has to come... Oh. But do you know why it has to come to an end? Because, because they're all on a thousand. Good. Next. <laughs> 
Because you've had a, a specific request for it to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Web of because Science. They've requested you to stop looking at their website. <laughs> I've actually uh, clicked on it too many times and um, I got an email from uh, Thomas Rouse's yeah. to say fuck off. Anyway. This is only hacker activity. Why else would you need to be on this every day? <laughs> Web of Science, core collection, now 1002. Well you. done, you did it. And I look, I've got to thank Andy and Cameron for being really supportive of Gibbo Sidewatch. <laughs> you guys have been there for me every step of the way. Come back really. to us when you're at a million. But um, one segment ends. Another begins. A new one begins. I can't wait for this one. Now we're up to Gibbo's highest sights. Can I beat last year's citations Ooh. with this year's? Ooh, Ooh. It's exciting. Already on Google Scholar, I'm on to 180. For 2016, yep. last year was 174. Already beaten Already beaten it. And we're not even... We've got still two, three we're months in to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so get excited, people. Get excited because more, more citations are coming. Thanks, Gibbo. All right, I got news. So... Tell me. And him. I'm always a, I'm always a little bit jealous when I meet someone with a real skill. Okay. Like a mechanic. I used to live with a mechanic, and yeah. even though he was a diesel mechanic, he could fix anything, almost mm. anything. Uh. He fixed outboard motors. He'd, all, he'd just give it a go. Like wow. He just knew things, right? And I thought to myself, but I'm, I'm clever. Mm. I should be able to do things in real life. Yes. Mm. And I can't that would be nice. really. In theory, no. yeah. I'm really good at like very specific lab stuff, mm. but I'm rubbish in the real world yeah not oh. anymore chaps what do you do it comes to an end no kate my partner she wanted a soda stream uh-huh and she was like i want a soda stream and i was like soda stream it's quite expensive i wonder what it is because it's just a carbon dioxide source yes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a regulator mm-hmm. and some tubing yeah so you bought one so yeah so bought one because i'm a lazy fuck <laughs> I made one. Holy shit. What? I bought a CO2 cylinder, yeah. a regulator, <laughs> some tubing. Hold on. You bought a regulator? Yeah. Didn't, you didn't borrow any of this stuff? Oh, I, it crossed my mind. <laughs> and then, so I was going to steal some pipes from work. And then I spoke <laughs> to this guy. straight to it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I spoke to the guy in work and he was like, Andy, thinking about that, um, we don't really know what's been through it for the past like 20 years. So he probably just buys some more. Yeah. I was like, okay. Um, but now I've got this awesome soda stream thing, like a DIY one, yeah. massive tank under the thing. The tank is going to last me two years Whoa. of regular soda usage. Okay. And it did work out to be the same price. That's the only thing. <laughs> oh. But... I'm not going to have to buy their little cartridges of CO2. Yeah. And I can adjust the pressure so I can have lightly sparkling or dissolve your face off sparkling. (laughs) Mm. And I Mm. have been making a few of the dissolve your face off off ones because I made, at first I went a little bit too far and I was like, I was like, hey everyone. So people come over on, on the weekend. I was like, hey, try my, try my soda stream, try my soda stream. I poured it and they were drinking it. I was like, what do you think? And they were like, it hurts my mouth a little bit. <laughs> You're like a real man, aren't you? Oh, stop it. You. You know what I want to hear. How's your garden? It's brilliant. The roses are coming along lovely. 
actually Kate's doing a wonderful job digging it up. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're drinking yet. soda stream while it's all going on. <laughs> Guess what? What? The topic for today is is the imposter syndrome. Ooh. And I thought ooh, I thought we'd throw in as well the reason for that imposter syndrome, which is just awesome scientists we know. Mm. Uh, that okay. we think, oh, they're awesome. Yeah. They're definitely not an imposter. I can mm-hmm. certainly think of two right now. Uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> Imposters or yeah. awesome no, scientists? No, 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 awesome scientists. <laughs> Sucky <laughs> scientists. I am, of course, talking about you too. Oh, you, Chris, uh-huh. you're really loving <laughs> it tonight. <laughs> talking about you and your clone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Cameron. Yep. Have you got a... Like an imposter syndrome definition you can give us? Because oh, I do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you emailed one, a really good one earlier yeah, on today yeah. because Chris had no idea what I meant. No, not at all. Well, so the, I, I think the imposter prison. syndrome is something along the lines of where you feel like you don't belong in the position that you're in. Yes. So you yep. feel like you're not good enough or you're eventually going to be found out as someone who's not worthy of, say, for us being a researcher or having a PhD. Yeah. Uh, or anywhere along the line, really. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'll give you the, the textbook definition, which is the imposter syndrome refers to high achieving individuals marked by an inability to internalize their uh, their accomplishments and a persistent fear of being exposed as a fraud. Mm. Oh, okay. Would, would someone mentioning Cambridge a lot be considered as an inability to... Uh, internalize their accomplishments no i believe yours are very internal <laughs> and they're so internal they're yeah. spilling externally it's so full in there um but has anyone here experienced or sort of had any of those feelings mm, mm, definitely yeah yeah i think i think for a number of years after i got my phd i kept having recurring dreams where i had to go back to high school and i'd be like why am I back at high school? He's like, well, you know, you fucked up. Uh, some, some of your HSC assessment wasn't done properly. Yep. Your PhD doesn't count. Yep. You've got to come back. You've got to do economics again, maths. And I wasn't going to any of the classes. Yep. And, and inevitably, at some point, I was naked in the dream as well. God. And then... Oh, you said you would have mentioned that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, then I'd wake up going, oh, geez, I have a PhD. That's right. No, I, I did earn one. So, so I think for a little while there was that feeling of like, maybe I am a fraud. Yeah, yeah. So you think the dream was a uh, symptom of this yeah. kind of anxiety, which yeah. is you you haven't earned uh, what you what you have yeah gained. what I achieved yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 or didn't have the confidence at that point in what I'd achieved hmm. yeah right yep. I mean it's a constant anxiety that you're going to come across some situation where someone's just going to feel like. You're an idiot. Yeah. So I think a, a common one is like before a conference presentation or before you meet someone for the first time yep. where they're going to ask you some question mm-hmm. and not, you're going to not be able to answer it and then they're going to just, they're going to have the opinion that you're not good enough. Yep. And then as soon as they have that opinion, you would automatically think that about yourself. Mm-hmm. So I, I have um, sort of felt the imposter syndrome. And there's one moment in my mind that really sticks out. So I had just been in industry. I'd finished my PhD, went straight to industry. Mm-hmm. And in industry, you know, it's not blue sky research. You don't have to push the limits like you do in academia. So a lot of those really hard skills kind of disappear. 
yeah. lot of the really specific weird lab stuff hmm. well it doesn't disappear but it just becomes unfamiliar and after yeah. 13 months away that's what happened mm-hmm. so i applied for the job at flinders luckily it was in the field that i did my phd in so it was i was a nice fit and it, i got the job and i remember sat in my office and i was looking over the literature and i felt a little bit dull from my time in industry uh, yeah yeah i i and I was looking through literature and I was like, yes, I get it. And this is all very familiar. And I'm getting, you know, the, the papers and blah, blah, blah. But I just felt for probably a good sort of three months that anyone else could have done this better than me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. why did they choose me? Yes. I, I've obviously lied. <laughs> <laughs> I've obviously led these people to believe I'm way better than I actually am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I am an imposter. Well, that's your classic mm. imposter syndrome, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And I always hear this thing that um, in this level of our society where you you will get keep getting promoted yes. as you get better and better, you're always promoted to the position one level above the job that you actually are the good capable. at. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because as soon as you stop getting promoted, it means that maybe you'd be better off at the one level below Mm-hmm. Where you're good enough to get promoted from. Yeah, there's a, there's a and it's like, yeah. always thinking, when am I going to reach that point? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was this one moment in the so I I got back to Flinders. I'd had this feeling, and I was starting to do my own little lab stuff. I was starting to feel like I was ready to to try some ideas, and uh, as part of the induction into one of the labs, I spoke to a friend of of ours. And also a listener of the podcast called Lachlan. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he told me how to um, prepare carbon nanotubes, cut them yep. using this acid solution and mm-hmm. blah, 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 and sonicate. And then he said, okay, we just need to collect them on a filter paper in a Buchner um, filter. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get it. I, I knew roughly oh, how it yeah. was all going to, like, I knew yeah. how it all went together. Yeah. But there's always a couple of little tricks with each technique where, like, if you pull the vacuum off before you do the thing, you suck the water and yes. do the yep. thing. Yeah, that one's a bit, can be a bit Yeah, tricky. it's just a little bit fiddly. It's not, mm-hmm. I got, like, 90% of the way there. But he was watching me, and it heightened <laughs> my, and I'm like, I, he's the yeah. PhD student, yeah, I'm yeah. the postdoc. You should be teaching him. I should be sort of <laughs> all over this. And I'm looking at him, and I went, I remember it so well because I was like, why don't you do it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when like, you knew you weren't an imposter anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But that is. So, all right, I've got a question. When did you feel that the imposter syndrome left you? Like, when did it go away? And what was the process, do you think, that allowed it to go away? I reckon it was about um, probably about a year and a bit afterwards it properly left. Mm. And that's because I'd got a paper. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Amanda, so one of the academics, she went, "Oh, well done!" And I was like, "Oh yes, praise! <laughs> oh, thank fuck for that! I can the do first, it." <laughs> only take took over a year to get the first bit of praise. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think there's some people that just are great at science. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they are the people that stand out because especially universities now, they're held up as these kind of beacons of, oh, look how brilliant these mm-hmm. people are. And there's a few people like that that I've, I've come into contact with that have been in departments I've worked at. Yeah. Thank and you. And they 
you know, it's not their fault that you're feeling like an imposter, but because they're so good at science. Yeah. And, you know, these people love it as well. Mm. Mm. Not only are mm. they good at it, they really love it. And I think that's the important combination mm. to make mm. someone successful. So I want to draw on, I hope he doesn't mind, but Remiz. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 He is a fantastic scientist. Mm. He's driven. Yep. He's now got two of his own companies. Yes. Yeah. Two spin out yeah. companies yeah. from PhD work, mm. right? Mm. You know, brilliant. Well done, and we're just sat here talking into big. Yeah, this is what we do in our space time. <laughs> so I, I didn't think about Remiz when we talked about talking about this. But yeah. I, I really love his bravery to go yes. off and spin off to a company. Mm. Yeah, that takes and it's guts. something that I would really like to do, but I just haven't really felt like I've had like the idea or the product to really go all in on it, like he mm-hmm. has. Like I think he has over a million dollars in funding oh yeah he's, and he's so if i was in well. that situation i really would feel the imposter syndrome um but mm. i mean i'm sure he's doing great i don't want to make him nervous no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he probably doesn't listen he, he wouldn't have time to listen he wouldn't have he's too busy CEOing, he's too busy. <laughs> being a million dollar man too busy yeah but i've met a uh yeah like i met a number of people and we, we would have someone visiting the institute say once a month or so yeah and you meet them for one day and in that one day they are like the smartest person you've yeah. ever met uh-huh. and you know you talk to someone about their research and they might just say like one thing to you mm-hmm. and it's just like the perfect piece of advice uh-huh. that couldn't have happened if they would thought about it for any longer yeah mm. um, but i think that a lot of people are these superstars for one day mm-hmm. but if i did get to know them for longer i would then find out you know they're human. The, the de- the, the they're de- really secrets. human, and they're fallible, and they make <laughs> yeah. mistakes as well. And there's a chink yeah. in the armor. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know you have this idea of someone like oh they know everything. Like I'm sure most people would think when they're young their dad knows everything. Yeah, maybe not Chris's children. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Burn! Ouch! Oh, he's been so nice tonight <laughs> as well. I, but, I think for very short periods of time. Uh, nanosecond or more i can be very impressive (laughs) (laughs) but that goes away with them and then when you say first meet professors when you first go to university you think they know everything yeah and then eventually you find out you know as soon as you learn one thing Uh that the person doesn't know Mm. that you know they no longer don't know everything and Uh kind of like the whole but magic fades yeah yeah. would you say i mean you guys have been in science for a while now now that you kind of know how the system works Mm. wouldn't you say that when you meet someone you're not overly awed anymore as such because you know that professors of large groups are going to seem impressive but they will not really know exactly what's going on with a lot of the experiments that are happening. Or, or the, you know, they can come up with lots of ideas, but it's not really, that's not the crucial thing. It's the people that have to do them. Yeah. So I'm definitely not intimidated. Not anymore. as intimidated, I should no. say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, they're just people. I mean, you know, we're lucky enough. We've, we've got to the end of education to, yeah. as, to as far as you can go. Yeah. And once you're there, you go, oh, Oh, these people are just people. They yeah. know a lot about a little bit of the world, yeah, and that's it. But they, they, they one, you know, they, they love, they shit. But once, <laughs> so, yeah, once, once you know like how research else. is done, and once you know how groups operate, small groups and big groups, once you know how the sausage is made, mm. 
is the expression. I think. Chris, stop using <laughs> dick and wank things. <laughs> no, it's not a dick and wank thing. So, so, in other words, then it's not as uh, not quite as impressive, and people maybe have to work a little harder to impress you. I think mm. as time goes on. But anyway, I've got two people <gasps> I've can mention. So Cl- Clive Roberts, who was my old boss in uh, Nottingham University in the UK, I was say Cambridge. Nearly. Maybe I could say three. No, no, no. Anyway, he 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 was a he was a great guy. Yeah. Great scientist. He also had a spin-off company, Molecular Profiles, which um they did a lot of surface analysis and they made quite a lot of money out of that, Mm -hmm. as well as a really successful academic career. Mm -hmm. So he always always looked up to to Colin. But the other person, and I've been fortunate enough now to co-author a paper with this person, John Sader. Oh, you you talk about John a lot. Yeah, yeah. the cantilever, yeah. the, the 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 greatest cantilever calibrator theoretician in the world. Oh, theoretician. What about what? experimentalist? What? But yeah, I mean, so I've now I'm now co-authoring a paper with someone. I yeah. guess who I would consider a bit of a hero. Over yeah, the that's years. nice. Yeah. That's yeah. actually yeah, that's yeah. actually a nice story. And I remember drinking with John. You have drunk with John and told him stories about your brother. Oh yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh god, it's embarrassing. And yeah, naked, naked, naked people were involved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. not during the story. I didn't realize the, he was the telling a, of the story. Yeah, I didn't realize he was a hero of yours. And I would have toned it down if I knew you were trying to impress <laughs> no, him. You would, no, no, you no. would have dialed it up. <laughs> he was well impressed by all that. But I think if you guys, both of you guys, have seen him talk. Yeah. So for a theoretician, oh god, he's, he's a very, very good speaker. Heads and sho- head and shoulders. It's actually about, interesting. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Andy, uh, you haven't talked about your heroes. Yeah. Have you? I talked about Ramiz. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry Actually, Ramiz. I, another person recently um, who has got employed at uh, Flinders. Thank you. Yep. Is Justin Chalker. Oh, yeah. Justin yep. is very what, good. What another, a little chap. Another good one. Yep. I really yeah. like Justin. Yeah, he's good. With he's name good. dropping like there's no... So I'll tag them all in to make sure they're fine with this. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Justin's come in. He's, he's worked really hard. And I really like his no bullshit approach to science yeah he, i think he yeah. is he is at a very at almost the optimum point in his career because he still knows how to do a lot of experiments and as mm. far as i know he knows his chemistry inside out back to front yeah and so he can still do quite complex work himself yeah um but he's still got a small group as well so mm. he, he's he's sort of at that optimum level we've talked about this a while ago i think mm. he's not at he's not at that level yet where he's got too many people in his group he is quite passionate about teaching as well. Oh, he is. Yeah, no, he's great. I mean, he, yeah. he really enjoys what he does. He's good at it. He gets, you know, it's, it's fantastic. It's a, it's another it's another kind kind of nice placeholder for me as well to be like, mm. oh, he's a nice guy, and he got there. It is possible to do it without being a massive dick. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> oh. It's time for science. This. <laughs> I wasn't sure we were going there for a second. <laughs> this is science. This. We use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. Today, the topic is very familiar to Chris, and it's been suggested from a member of our forum. Ooh. It may be the quietest forum on the internet, <laughs> but there's still people yeah. commenting, and we thank Lee. Who contributed Lee? to last week's podcast mm-hmm. as well? Thank you, Lee. And Thanks, uh, Lee. you can find the forum at andymatter.net. You can. And then what do you do? You click on. You have to go communication to publish then... parish. Jesus Christ! You got to go to publish <laughs> parish or podcast on Andy Matter. Mm. Easy. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget your password like I did either. Oh, God. It's, <laughs> if in doubt, Dr. Gib007. <laughs> that is your name on <laughs> it. Is, it is, it is his name because he's a loser. <laughs> All right. So, today, the topic, as suggested by Lee, or the, the science of this topic, is... Loneliness. Oh, I think that's a cry for help, Lee. Yeah. Yeah, Lee, are you lonely? Yeah, you okay? Give him a call, Andy. I will. I should call him, actually. It's been a while. Um, All right. How do you science loneliness? I've been monopolizing the phone a bit. That's what I short for microphone. So why don't you guys go first? (laughs) Ah. He wants to steal (laughs) our idea what you were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this one's pretty hard. It is, yeah. It was diff- it was tricky. All right, now I've coming out at it from maybe a different angle than normal, where we would just pump our brains full of chemicals for something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I am basically going to get there eventually, but mm-hmm. I have to explain why. That's fine. So I think that lo- there is a part of loneliness that is helpful for scientific discovery. Ooh. It's because if you are constantly around people, chatting, uh, having fun that then you wouldn't really have time for deep thought. So you mean like the creativity thing, like the ability to let your mind wander? Yeah, so I think that creativity kind of comes from a mixture of deep thought by yourself, but then also collaboration. Mm, Okay, yeah. And so no one really wants to be lonely. So I can't really just make myself be lonely. Yeah. But for this... With, with loneliness being important for scientific discovery, we want to maximize loneliness. Yeah. No one wants that. Uh, so if it's up to me, I'd always find a way to kind of be around people, you know, be social yep. as, much, as much as I want to. So my science this is then to make myself so repulsive that no one wants <laughs> <laughs> to be near me. And then, it, and <laughs> do you want do you want uh, do you want some uh, some ideas from me? <laughs> then it enforces loneliness oh. upon me. Oh, you have taken di- you have taken a different <laughs> but most excellent yeah. idea. Yeah. I've heard. You have definitely attacked this from a different point of view. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yes. All right. So I'm not really sure what to do. I have a few ways to do it. The first way would just be to somehow make myself smell so bad okay. that no one wants to be in my general area. Ooh, what kind of radius are we talking about? What exclusion zone? Um, I'm, all, I'm really needing some serious space. Let's say a 10-meter exclusion 10 meter zone. radius. So the Whoa. smell has to be so pungent 10 meters away that they don't walk the, closer. Yep, that's what, what we're looking at. What a stink. Well, and, and, and you yourself will have to be immune from this smell as well, won't you? Well, you get used to it eventually, don't you? <laughs> a, a, yeah, ten, so a 20 meter diameter sting. Yep. <laughs> In all directions. In all, yeah. Including Zed. <laughs> it, especially Zed. Uh, so yeah, that's right. You don't want these people approaching from the top. People floors above you. <laughs> <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> excellent i like it i like it and then i don't know what else i you know i can still talk to someone on the phone yeah 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 Yeah. uh so my voice is then going to be some kind of weird (laughs) high-pitched and annoying like cadence like high-pitched christopher walken style talking that people still understand what i'm saying but they just don't really want to talk to me. Do yeah. the most like repulsive that. voice you can do now, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well done. 
All right, and then the final level of social you t- kind of touched on before is like via the internet. Mm. So how? Great segue. Okay. I'm not sure how to really get rid of that because you still want to be able to do science. But I'm thinking maybe if I get scorched fingertips, where I can't use a keyboard anymore, <laughs> but I can still like write with a pencil or something. Yeah. How about a so? How about a software that you load up to your computer that turns everything you write on the internet yep. into very offensive ah, sentences? Not bad. I, I mean, on the internet, I'll still find friends. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll be like the next Pauline Hanson. <laughs> They'd be like, he's so brave for saying what we all think. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. I That's love excellent. It. I love it. And how would you measure your success? Well, I'm um, uh, publications. So, oh, so <laughs> so you would measure your success by the ability to think uh, creatively. Scientific output. Scientific output. Yeah. Number of papers, um, impact factors of journals that they're published in, things like that. Yep. Yeah. It is Number of citations. Yeah. yeah. That you've drawn a connection between increased loneliness. <laughs> Or yep. increased social repulsion and yes. awkwardness, and awkwardness is proportional to how good a scientist you are. Scientific output goes up. Well, yeah, no, I, I said the uh, scientific discovery is deep thought and collaboration. Okay, I kind of would be missing that, but I can still write letters to people. Oh God, what you? Chris will respond. <laughs> oh, you mean actual writing? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I know how to do that. Well done, Chris. Chris, oh, okay. science loneliness. So I, I took the question as being how to cure loneliness, not Good. how to yep. maximize it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So first of all, we would have to measure the amount of loneliness. Yeah, what is the measure of loneliness? Well, I, that's a good question. So uh, I'd probably need some independent experts using perhaps Rorschach tests. They're those inkblot tests to measure the psychological well-being of the person. Um, are you trained in that or are you just going to give it a go? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'd have to get someone else to do that and then they'd have to come back. And yeah, and we'd need a scale as well of from 1 to 10 on exactly how lonely that person is. I'd also need information on their social life, uh, whether they're in a relationship or not, the health of that relationship, whether they have kids or not. Lots of data, lots of big data. Look, this is going back to our first bit. Just Facebook stalk them. <laughs> you can get all this information from Facebook. Can you really get that sort of information from oh, you the can internet? Deduce, absolutely, yeah. Um, also, we'd have to do some physiological testing, hormone levels. Um, what's uh, some of the chemicals you produce when you're feeling happy? Serotonin, Serotonin things dopamine. like that. Dopamine. Um, dopamine. Check all those sort of things. I think they're often used as, as a measure of depression, certainly, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Then we would need to um, apply some sort of cure. So if someone's at one or two level of loneliness, you might just give them a cat or a dog. Yeah, actually, and would, yeah. And yeah, that would make them feel better. Okay. Yeah. You know? yeah. You know? Then you're getting up to much higher levels of loneliness. What does the scale go up to? We started at 10, one or two. Up just to, to 10. 10. That's up to it. 10. And this is where I think you need a human being to interact with to get rid of the loneliness. And what better human being to interact with than... Than A cloned Chris Gibson. (laughs) (laughs) A clone of yourself with all the memories you have. Oh, God, Chris. Or an android uh, with the same (laughs) memories that you have. Um, And then you can interact with that individual and that would help cure the ultimate level of loneliness, I think. Very good. Yeah, and that's... 
that's it. Well, Quest- Chris. questions. Well, so you're you're curing loneliness by telling someone to make a friend. Uh, yeah, yeah. Genetically engineer a friend. Oh, actually, I can see a flaw in that. Uh, no, no, we would. I would offer that as a part of the whole deal. If someone, you know, and I could, I could produce that. The problem is, I guess, when I think about it, if you're already really depressed and lonely, you would simply be duplicating someone who is Who's exactly really the same. depressed and lonely. So you might just end up being depressed and lonely together. Do you know what's the first thing I would do with an Andy clone? Uh, it, I th- I, I'm not sure if that's masturbation or sex. I don't know. I would wank, <laughs> wank him off and he would do the same to me. Is that masturbation or is that sex? It's, a very, it's an important ethical question that needs to be answered before this technology is widely available. Oh, just a collision of Andy's And flesh. would that make you happy? So happy. So you have no idea. I feel you probably would get along with a clone of yourself quite well. I'd love it. If yeah. I could replace you two with Andy clones, we'd have a great time. <laughs> Okay, that's me. Yeah, done. So I, I was working in a similar thing as Chris, but I did find some some a paper. I found a paper which was Ooh. dorsal raphi dopamine neurons represent the experience of social isolation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what they've done is they've stimulated a, a part of the brain that that induces a, um, a feeling of loneliness. Mm-hmm. So... If you want to feel lonely, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, you know, who knows? Maybe in the future, there's so many people that we are always, you know, like cockroaches, they say you're never like any further than, no, it's rats, isn't it? You're never any further than (laughs) two meters away from a rat or something like that. I haven't heard that. Even closer right now. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say the opposite. (laughs) I've got a ratty looking face, but that's about it. Um, But uh, so... When the when the earth is so full of people yeah. mm-hmm. that you are just always... Are, I went to Japan recently and I was always near people. Uh-huh. Mm. And it, mm. I got a little, you know... A you wanted to feel annoyed. lonely, I wanted yeah? to feel lonely. Yeah. I was wanted that feeling. Yeah. I reckon it's almost like, you know, in big cities, they've got oxygen bars mm-hmm. where you can get pollution-free air uh, yeah. pumped into your nose. Well, I'm, I'm launching a bar... That gives you loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> even though you're surrounded by people. Yes, even though oh, you're surrounded that, by people. I like so you that. Go that's in. quite good. That's because quite good. you're surrounded by people. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. So you go in and they pump or they stimulate whatever part of the brain this is. Let's say with electromagnetic kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you sit there and you they boom and you're just like, oh, God. I'm so lonely. <laughs> right? And you do that for like, no, no, an hour. However long you want. And However would, long you would want. Would Roy yeah. Orbison's Only the Lonely be playing in the background? Uh, Stop no being idea. old. No idea. Only Stop the lonely. Oh, no, that's song? so nice. She's singing yeah. to us. No, okay. I don't know the song, but I appreciate your, your efforts. So in your bar where everyone thinks they're alone, yeah. how much farting and burping's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris does it with like people around, so you can only imagine what... Actually, there'd be a lot of nose picking. Mm-hmm. They would have to be secure booths because what I do when I'm alone... Oh, it should not be witnessed by anyone no, who I'm paying sure. the service for. Shuffling yeah. away horribly, abusing yourself. Is that what you're saying? God, Chris. <laughs> God. <laughs> Christopher Gibson. Did you go to a Catholic school? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now it's time for one of those great segments you all look forward to. Great scientist Gibbo is greater than. There we are. Okay. So this week we have Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yep. Okay, so 
the three metrics that we are judged on are number of uh, research articles, yep. mm-hmm. number of citations, yep. mm-hmm. and H index. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Neil deGrasse Tyson has uh, 56 refereed articles. 39 of them are review articles, so I'm not sure they should even count. They count. All right. Um, <laughs> that's a lot, though, isn't it? Uh, how many did you say? I wasn't listening. 56. God, that's loads. That's articles and 39 re- a review. Oh. Um, <laughs> Look at your face. I'm not sure whether to be angry or not. No, I don't know. I don't know what I am. <laughs> and he has 1,228 oh, citations. That's more. That's more than you. Yeah, whatever. And what about what's your papers? You're, are you 50 already? I am now 58. Whoa. Oh, you're winning that one. Yeah, I am. Well done, Gibbo. His H index is 8. Oh, really? Cameron, you beat him. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Mine That's surprising. is 18. Well done. Boom. What's his highest cited paper? Uh, I don't have that written down, but I can look it up for you. I don't have it here. <laughs> 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 Sorry about that. Sorry, listeners. I'll have to uh, get back to you on that. <laughs> Hold up. Look yeah. how big he printed this page. <laughs> Your eyes looks terrible, Chris. <laughs> Music is provided by the excellent Adelaide-based band VoiceRom. Check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Do also, it. do it. remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app and yep. like us uh, on our Facebook page. Join in the forum because yep. it's bloody quiet. And Lee, thanks for yep. keeping it busy. Yes, thank um, you, Lee. And importantly, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast. Cameron, sponsor for the week. You were just listening to Published Perisher Podcast, brought to you this week by Bulos Cooper, Adelaide, no, not even Adelaide, a pharmaceutical company. I think they're now based out of Perth. They are. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> All right, final goodbyes. Goodbye. Ciao. Bye.